0: G- so kick back, relax, hit that, roll up your sleeve, all your cool motherfuckers can stay, but bitches leave time for three guys on broadcast prosperity. Hit the tip drop of the jet. Yeah, yes. you better than me. Now here's the school brother coming in. Hop with coherence. This is Michael Diamond. Nice Randolph Terrence. Keep you maintaining. Hit you with the weight training. We'll explain The illusion of police retraining. And this is Randy's number one Andy. A song right comedy. Got the tablet handy. Andy fun Mr. On Thomas, looking punchlines from the cut walk at a straight line. Then the but Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say hold on, probably not here, out trying to raise his daughter So we'll just tune in to 3SPN Through the sock <laughs> population, let the party begin a Pop, Pop, P D, Romain Top of the List, J L, Chadwick, the Black Eye, Who Tips, Might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit, might be just trying to help you get a nice, pretty young bitch. You have an opinion, let's hear it do it proper. The world may suck, I like it. Come on, Facebook, Email, Tweet us, get out your closet if you're dropping our names. We'll we'll get it. On it. now let's come together. There's nothing else to say. Let's start the show. Randolph hit him with the Hey, a. my mic's not on.
1: Hey, three. Hey, Randolph Terrence.
2: There you go. Yeah.
3: I'm Andy Klein. <laughs> and I'm Dominic Rivera. Hey. I had to turn you up a little
1: Puerto bit. Puerto Rico. And we're three guys on. Welcome to our year-end. That was
4: really, really suave. Welcome we're rusty. We yeah, haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. We have the
1: holidays. We've been down. Get Welcome to together. our year-end review.
4: The,
2: um... The, the holidays this year fell basically on weekends. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas was a Monday. Christmas Eve was a Sunday. Same thing with New Year's. Uh, your daughter's birthday is a holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, fell that's on. That's a holiday. <laughs> celebrated on a Saturday.
1: Celebrated on a Saturday. became a holiday.
2: So we've been out of commission. A little bit. A little, little bit. bit. We're still here for you, though. A bit. We got time for one episode this week.
1: Yeah. We're going to give you all one the, one, the little wrap-up one, epi. One. And then it's on.
2: And then uh, next week, I guess, back to... Back to regular. The hashtag grind. Yep, hashtag grind. Back to the hashtag Hashtag grinding. grinding.
0: Puerto Rico. Suave. Hashtag work. (laughs) (laughs) You hate that (laughs) one? I hate that one.
1: Puerto
4: Rico. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Suave.
3: Well, that's the one. Nothing beats that There's another one I got to send you. I keep saying I got to send you it, and I have to send it to you. Of someone saying Puerto Rico? Yeah. The big pun one. Oh, big pun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me that one. Which yeah. song is that? It's called 100%. Okay. Okay.
1: Does he say, does he, how many times does he say Puerto Rico in it?
3: <laughs> no, he doesn't say it. It's like the beginning of the song starts off. Oh, okay. says it, I think, something like that. Okay. Yeah, any, any
2: uh, utterances of Puerto Rico, I'll take them and make another one. <laughs> I'll make another Puerto Rico suave. <laughs> Uh, the Trump one was, was a famous one, so, I mean, that was, I hadn't planned on that, but Trump one day tried to act all ethnic. Puerto Rico. And then that's what came out. <laughs> it's so great to be here.
3: Puerto <laughs> Rico. I'm surprised we got through the New Year weekend without him saying some dumb shit. He, he did. tweeted today. What did he tweet? <laughs> I didn't fucking see. He, did. he
2: called out Pakistan for not helping. <laughs> essentially Jesus Jesus that, that's not even that unhinged a lot of people have kind of said that before <laughs> yeah. but he was um,
1: my guess is somebody was say, talking about it around him and yeah. he decided that he was going to say it one on Fox
2: News was like "Yeah, did you know that Pakistan harbors ISIS Man, he was like, like ISIS get my phone what get it get my phone get my goddamn phone
1: our president needs a handler He's that's got this goddamn thing.
2: ridiculous. This is Trump with handlers. Yeah, I they don't brought think in, so. They brought in John Kelly. Yeah, and apparently he did like another racist. He did tighten the ship quite a bit, and they brought in like remember when Sarah Huckabee Sanders? She's better at lying to the mm-hmm. media than Spicer. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the uh, the controlled, the most controlled he's been. <laughs> you know, like they they they're trying. There's people are trying to control him, and this is all they're getting out of it. Right. And they all got their own agendas anyway.
1: Right. You know, so uh, first of all, let me say thanks to everybody who we started Patreon this year in 2017. Um, So thanks to everybody who who joined our Patreon page.
2: Speaking of which, Patreon has decided not to charge the patrons all these wacky service fees. They're trying to figure out what to do instead.
1: Yeah. I so. often wonder who these who are these people that advise these people who come up with these dumbass decisions. I before don't know. They're made. You didn't you thought no one was gonna say anything. We underestimated what you thought? the response. Idiots. Like why don't you just ask people?
2: <laughs> just ask. like and the thing is the guy from As Patreon a
1: conversation we were just having. All you yeah. gotta do is ask somebody. Ask people in the know.
2: <laughs> the guy from Patreon, the guy the, the head, the CEO, is a guy who made his money off well, he made his name off like YouTube he's a YouTube musician. Like he you know, mm-hmm. that's his income. So he gets it. He's an artist making money off the internet. Damn, and he came up with Patreon that yeah. way? He, and then uh his blogs before, the, when they were first starting to get backlash, but before they decided not to do this, he blogged a couple times on Patreon's website, saying that he's talked to some of the I guess more uh, visible creators on Patreon, mm-hmm. some of the people that have the most patrons. Like, you know, he's in contact with them, and they talk, and they give feedback and advice so he didn't reach out to anyone who was probably below that top one percent who really would get affected by these service fees so but there were some people who were dragging him on twitter he, he was like we should talk more about this privately because he apparently had talked to them about it and they're like uh jack uh what are you doing man? what are you doing jack is he like myspace tom no he's um I'm like he's not really present on Patreon in any sort of way, oh, okay. and he claims he doesn't take a salary from Patreon yet. Yet, he's but, trying to figure
1: out a way to take salary. Yeah, there's a salary. Yeah, just wait for like... it to blow
2: up, and <laughs> then you'll be fine. Or you know? sell it. But he has his own music career and all that stuff too, so I don't know where he, all his money comes from exactly. I don't like his music, but
1: you know, I looked, I looked into it. You want to do a couple of the emails before we? Uh,
2: we got emails here. Here's the thing: we last recorded. Like December fourteenth ish. Yeah. <clears throat> with Frankie. That was the week that we played
3: her music, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well music. Frankie's m oh, Frankie's he didn't band. A song. You, yet? you didn't listen no. to the podcast. He's not okay. a patron. Hey, I am a patron. Are you a patron? See, I'm gonna drop your shit to a dollar now for that <laughs> nonsense. You got horrible customer service. <laughs> you wanna leave? <laughs> <laughs> you leave. I should leave right You're now. Right. My house. I'm only doing thirty minutes of this podcast right now. <laughs> You're at my house. Um so we the, there's a um there's a two
2: disc set of uh Frankie's music and someone did on Patreon. We gotta, I got I got to find the comments. Someone did choose. We were like, "All right, choose disc number and track number." Okay. And we'll see if it is any good. So we'll do that in a minute. Um here is a an email from David. Hi 3GO, the title is Jamie Foxx Terrence Howard beef, which we had talked about a little bit. Thank you for another great show with Frankie. I'm sure you've probably heard through the week but that main meme sounds like it came from that old terrence howard jamie fox beef here's a clip of when jamie was talking about it on big boys show and he and it had the youtube clip someone else said it came from some other place though
1: it comes from Pustle and flow just the way he talks right yeah in Maine, because uh. he says main like four thousand times
2: is that? Was, that? Was Jamie Foxx clowning him for that? Maybe. I,
1: maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we could but look. That's, that. how that, that's how they talk. That's how they talk. Aaron Towers
2: and beef
3: with like everybody, so
2: isn't
1: he?
3: The,
2: all the women he dates, yeah. he's only smacking them around and shit. I don't
3: know how. Oh, <laughs> this
2: is uh, this person, Jamie Foxx on a radio word. show. It's like a four-minute clip.
3: Like, I don't how know how. Like man. All
2: right, we'll watch that later. Mm. I'll watch that right now. But okay, so Jamie Fox. No,
1: it's not gonna kill my love of the man. Gonna...
2: <laughs> Jamie Foxx has uh, has clowned many people publicly. <laughs> Remember the guy from that uh This Is Your Conscience, that yeah, roast? Yeah, the roast. The comic Doug
1: Williams. <laughs> <Sorry>. Doug Williams.
2: <laughs> this Is Your Conscience. He was bombing at a roast. Uh Conrad sent us an email.
1: Conrad out of – Conrad out formerly of – Formally out of the – Yeah, now out of this San area. San Francisco,
2: now out of uh, Baltimore. He went to see the magoubi's Puerto
1: Rico Suave.
3: Oh, that Fine. was the homie that was in the front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there, a cool
2: dude. So he had emailed us that he moved his like his work shares a parking lot with McGoobies. So he was like, "Let me know when you guys are up there." And I emailed him back. I was like, "Well, we're not, but right this this week, Frankie and Get Dominic are out of here. here.
3: That's dope." Yeah, I remember him. He was sitting right in the front.
2: Conrad said, "Hi, hi, three go. Just want to say that I went to see Frankie and Dominic at McGoobies on Thursday." Uh, a couple weeks ago and while it was a bummer that neither of them won the competition it was really neat to be able to put some faces to voices and see them perform I had to leave right after the show so I was unable to say hi afterwards but I'm looking forward to doing so in the future can't wait to see more shows please let me know if, when and if you're coming to Magoobies especially and I'll try to make it out have a great episode Conrad and I believe he tweeted at us that Frankie and Dominic had gotten robbed
3: yeah he did tweet (laughs) that because Frankie showed me I was like oh I know who that guy is he was sitting right in the front Yeah,
2: yeah yeah Uh, We got an email from from Bassey, Bassey LaRae. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool
3: dude. He made our first
2: intro song. Yeah, yeah. Which we don't play anymore. (laughs) I have it. Well, I'll play it in a second.
3: (laughs) Oh, Bassie makes intro intro songs? You made the first one. Yeah, you made the first one, and then Chad came in with the second one. In
1: his lab slash uh, closet. closet. (laughs) I need to
3: holler at him. Bassie. I need an intro (laughs) song. Uh,
2: the, The title of this email is n words. I'm not going to say it. Three, four exclamation points. Speaking of the N word, by the way, uh, guys can watch the bit that I posted on Patreon uh, for all you patrons. I posted a little clip of me mm-hmm. doing stand up. Uh, only like 35, 40 people have watched it so far.
1: And by the way, while we were down, I did keep up with keep giving you some content. So There is
2: a Woke Files. There's
1: stuff out there. <laughs>
2: um, Chris Lamberth, when you talked to him, mm-hmm. I thought about just calling that three guys on. But I knew Chris wanted to be on the Woke Files. I don't want to take that away from him. Yeah. <laughs>
4: so,
2: I because it could have could have been either one. It was more like a just a hangout conversation. It wasn't like yeah. an interview, you know. Yeah. But that's on the Patreon page. There's a clip of me doing stand-up called "The N Word" is the name of the clip, um, which will only be up for a few more days, and I'm going to take it down and maybe put another newer clip up for all you patrons if you're interested. But I put it up like around Christmas, and maybe people weren't checking. Bassy says, "What's up?" what's up young <laughs> what up y'all? <young? laughs> long time no email first off i'm a little peanut butter and jelly my theme song gets no more play it's about well, to change yeah, well but nevertheless i still fuck with the show heavy deep and the long way all right <laughs> is it inappropriate balls deep there uh glad you guys are finally getting this money and i'm proud to say i just purchased that vintage because i care thank you Anyway, quick question, I've been missing the archives, man, like that 2011 shit. Anyway, that still exists, and can we get a hold of that? Secondly, how long do you guys feel you will individually do comedy for, and are you still waiting to hit a certain level? Does it still make you happy? Is the compensation worth it, or at this point, is it more of a healthy hobby you happen to be talented at? I ask because I don't hear of you guys submitting for any festivals or competitions how you all did back in the day. And finally, where do you guys get where do you guys project this podcast? More Blackout who tips level shout out or more radio show content curator, etc. I'd say we'll take either. You either. Um, your boy coming back strong with the questions LOL PS this part you can read or not. Well, I'm going to read it. In the event I have a single I want to debut, would you guys mind previewing a minute or two of it on here for feedback the way you did with the theme song? I don't want to create a slippery slope thing. By just, but just thought I'd ask. I don't mind paying if need be. I'm out, guys. Thanks for keep, uh, thanks and keep pushing. We will play your song. Yeah, see, that's how you handle your business. Free of charge. <laughs> you made our first intro.
1: You did. We don't <laughs> yeah.
2: use it, but <laughs> we should use it more often. Uh, I could close the podcast with it every week if I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but anyway, the qu- but yes, absolutely. Send us your song. You can send us a minute or the whole song or whatever you want to do. We'll we'll do whatever uh, whatever you send us. Um the archives since 2011. Yes, I have those. They were taken offline a while back, but I still have them. Now going in and remixing them so we so all the copyrighted music is out, which is why I took them down, would take forever. But it's possible to go do like some greatest moments, greatest hits compilation stuff, which could also take forever, but yeah, maybe I'll do that. We have a lot of we have a few hundred episodes mm-hmm. that were taken down. Um, and some great moments too. So yeah, I mean, remind us of some moments you liked, and maybe we'll try to find them and repost them. And then as far as comedy goes, how long do you feel you'll individually do comedy for? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Depend on when you ask me. <laughs> are you still waiting to hit a certain level? Well, sure. Yes. Does it still make you happy? Uh, That's the key question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I enjoy doing comedy. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the success, love, and all that is not where I want it to be, but as long as I continue to get something out of doing it, I'm gonna keep doing it you know as long as that happens I've seen we've all seen comics who get fucking old and stale and they're doing the same jokes they did 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and they're getting nothing out of it but they still show up and they still show up to do it because they're chasing some dragon I don't want to be that guy I want to still be writing impressing the other comics in the back you know coming up with new shit posting it on patreon for 30 people to click on (laughs) yeah Um, but as as long as I get something out of it, I'll keep doing it, even if it's not compensation financially or, you know, TV credits or whatever. Is the compensation worth it, or or at this point is it more of a healthy hobby you happen to be talented at?
1: You don't want to do this as a hobby.
2: Yeah, that's there's gray areas. Do just, not do this as a hobby. Just it's because too it's too hard. Yeah, it's it's just because the compensation isn't full time job level. Yeah. doesn't mean it's, it's a, hobby. a hobby.
1: You don't do this. It's as a It's a hobby. pursuit. You you. That's like telling an actor who's pursuing acting but working during the day, it's a nice little hobby you have there. It's yeah. not a hobby for them. It's what you have to do to pursue it. Yeah. Lambert acts at acts, does comedy, and has a has a daytime job. It's not a hobby. It's right. not a hobby for us. We 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 have seen hobbyists. It's this job is too hard. The game of show business is too hard to to pursue as a hobby. You don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You just keep pursuing it. You just ultimately, if, if it's what you do, it's what you do. Boxers box, uh, writers write, comedians stand on stage and tell jokes, singers yeah. singers sing. It's just what you do.
2: And the ones who are checked out mentally are the ones they're still standing on stage telling jokes technically, mm-hmm. but they're not, not writing there. jokes. They're not they're not in, they're not in the moment at all. You can see no. it. They're just they're just something's got got a hold of them. Just re- yeah. reciting a they script. They don't
1: feel. They don't have any any emotion about a set. Yeah. Set, they don't even register if a set goes good or it goes bad. They don't care. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't bother them. They're doing it for the wrong reasons.
2: The reason we don't submit to festivals or competitions. I um I've done yeah, a few festivals. I did the Seattle competition back in '02. but festivals are kind of a younger man's game. Mhm. Uh, you come out of pocket a lot. Mm-hmm. You don't get paid. You got to pay you to get there. You do two or three sets at the most, maybe mm-hmm. less than that, um, to get seen by industry, quote unquote, which rarely gets you anything. But it's just a credit. It's just something to say, yeah, I did this. I went there, and I've already done all those things. Mm-hmm. And competition is kind of the same thing. Like I could probably go back to Seattle and you know place higher than I did last time, and maybe at some point I want to do that. But it could cost two grand to do that competition. You know, once you build a life at home, you, know, you can't yeah. just go live on a couch for three weeks doing a competition or even for a weekend doing a festival to get two sets out of it and some hangout at a bar with comics from other cities instead of comics from your city. But um, I don't know. I mean, D.C. has had festivals. We've done those shows. We've done those
1: shows. You know, I've, DC's had a contest. I won it. Yeah. Um, I've been in contests in Austin early on, a couple of years, placed high in those. Um, like Andy says, we're we're kind of past past that. For us to do, in my opinion, for either of us to do a festival, it would have to be somebody invited us to come right. and be a part of be a part of the festival. it Wouldn't be us pursuing. Oh, I got I got to get on. I got to rub rub shoulders with people. I got to not enough people. I don't I don't particularly need that.
2: A lot of festivals do the thing of like pay thirty five dollars yeah. and then uh, you don't uh, get anything.
1: Yeah, I'm not going
2: to yeah. do that. I lost like 75 bucks last year to that. Yeah, no competition. I mean, even if you make it, you get no compensation when you're there. You don't even get a drink no. ticket sometimes.
1: And the thing is supposed to be that you're supposed to, you'll be seen by the industry. It's not true. They're not, they're lying to you. You know, they're just, they just are. So what's the point?
3: Dominic crosses festivals off his list <laughs> but for But for you, you're for about at your point. level.
1: You're about a level of where you can do one or do a couple just for the experience of it and then don't do them no more.
2: And we also... um this is a different era sort of so the area that we came up in it was more like go on the road Mm -hmm. you know do road gigs and now the road is dead so the road for people is festivals yeah. just to get into another city to do some shows maybe lose a few bucks on the deal totally Mm -hmm. you know we don't really have to do that because it's not really it was never really
1: it's not going to do us any good yeah what are we going to get out of it ultimately nothing
2: Um, and speaking of uh, Basilar Ray
1: let's listen to his theme song
0: a S I Yeah. Take a look at You know what's about that time. you know that we're even on the lawn. don't matter when you
2: I still have this on my phone.
0: Come mm-hmm. up as your ringstone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Free Free. Free.
3: Leave a message. Uh, yeah. That would be funny though <laughs> <laughs> Hey it's and me Andy Instead of being All players and shit Woo.
0: Like yo You heard it It's about that time, time to start the show. The best, <inaudible> awesome>. <inaudible> <inaudible> i couldn't say his name For it i Miller
2: bro Don't be how. i a will let
0: you we, like, we, we, we got to give love to the SP Nation it every it. Monday and Thursday we struggle it for greatness every and Thursday that we striving it for greatness if you download the pod i suggest you play it i suggest
3: you play it i like that last part. Three all right yeah yeah
2: we liked it um he says his name at the beginning well let's let's, let's
0: see how it is B-A-S-I-L-A-R-E. Oh, he doesn't say it. B-A-S-I-L-A-R-E. Okay. All
2: right, so
0: there's,
2: there's Basila Ray. Yep. Checking in. Yep. And he we got...
1: did our first theme for us. One more
2: email, and this is uh, a little bit longer, so I'll just kind of get through it. It's a Happy New Year email. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year plus creative question from Courtney. Hey, guys in jars. Happy New Year. I'm happy to say that I've been listening to you for almost five years now, and every episode just gets better and better. 2017 has been the year that I realized how important you guys are to me and how much I value your opinions and comedic takes. Thank you. Took that long? (laughs) It took six years? (laughs) Five years? (laughs) Damn, Courtney. Uh, Randolph, you've you've even influenced me to lose weight, improve my health, and even take up weightlifting, i.e. Olympic weightlifting.
3: Oh, shit. Good.
2: So thank you for that, too. You are also an amazing follow on social media, and the woke files are flames. That's Thank you. Three exclamation points on flames. Andy, you've come out of your political shell since Trump happened, and I have definitely noticed. I didn't have.
1: Andy's never been in a political shell. <laughs>
2: Maybe I'm more vocal. I mean, I know there was a time when I was like, I don't want to talk about this. But um, okay, well, thanks for noticing. <laughs> Thank you. The more I get to hear from you, the better. And your actions have also helped me start to come out of my shell, too. Without you, I would still be just a lurker. That's my eternal fight is to stop being a lurker. Tim, I barely remember what happened to you this year. <laughs> Sorry. I know you're trying to raise a daughter. Sock Puppets, great year. Super happy to get to know Frankie, Petey, Jason, Nichols, and more this year.
3: I'll just Dominic's right here in front of us. That's fucking mm-hmm. so bad.
1: Oh, I left the name off. <laughs>
3: You ever get warm on the inside when you feel like shit? And that's how I felt just now. But there
2: is, you are overrepresented uh, in the category uh, of your name followed by with his fine ass.
1: You do get that a lot. So. <laughs> in emails. I'll take that so You got that.
2: I do miss Haywood though, says Courtney. Where is he at? LOL. Well, Haywood is trying to raise what? A million kids right A million, right million now? and two. He just had a baby. A not million that and two. Day. We need to try to coordinate with Haywood and Russ, speaking of some people with a million children. Uh, but Haywood had a baby not that long ago, so he's he's got a lot of things going on. Haywood missed the Roots show the other night. He was going to go, and he just had other he had family shit. Yeah. Uh, anyways, enough rambling. I wanted to ask you and Andy specifically, Andy, because I hear he's a great writer. Something really specific. How did you start the habit of writing every day? I don't
1: have that. Yes, habit. because. Hey, uh, yeah, Andy,
2: how did you start that habit? How, well, I used to do that. <laughs> how do you keep the momentum going? Any tips for me to get started? I've decided I want to publish an ebook in the new year and start a blog. That's a good, good thing to do is start a blog. So one wanted the opinion of people that I trust and people who balance careers and creative endeavors. I'm hoping that you guys can make it down to Atlanta sometime. I'm sure there are a few fans here, myself included. Uh, Dominique's down there. Would love to see you guys perform in the Peach State. Can't wait for another great year of content in 2018. Best and happy 2018, Courtney. Um, the writing thing is, uh, I mean, the, the advice that I always have gotten and I, th- I feel like has worked when I've done it is just write whatever like just put a pen to paper whatever your process is pen to paper computer screen whatever set a timer half hour Write, Hmm. like a discipline thing like going to the gym and just get in the habit of writing because you'll talk yourself out of it unless you force yourself to do it it's kind of i mean you say you're doing olympic weightlifting there's probably times when you're like i don't want to do that today you know and you got to talk yourself into it and you just even if the content is not good you just got to be in the habit of doing it i started going into more just writing in my head at some point so i don't write things down for me i'm not creative when i'm sitting at a blank screen or a blank page mm-hmm. nothing funny comes out nothing interesting comes out um but every day when i'm taking a shower i'm thinking of i'm like writing in my head like there are certain moments of my days that when I'm walking the dog, when I'm driving in my car. The car is my spot. Yeah, I have to be in motion. I have to be sort of, I have to be distracted. I get tunnel vision, so I have to have other things happening around me. So, you know, sitting in a car, walking, um, you know, when I was in New York riding the subway, just stop, you know, distract me for a second, come back to it kind of thing. But you have to like, there's the grueling aspect of just, I got nothing to talk about and I gotta write today. So then write about how you got nothing to talk about, you know, write about literally what's on your mind at that moment. I used to have a blog and I would put myself on a calendar like every two weeks I'm going to write a blog, which I stuck with for like a year, maybe a little more than that. But, but it was just for that reason. Like I just wanted to commit myself to writing and I knew if I didn't put myself on a calendar, I wouldn't do it. And then people started asking, Hey, when's your next blog coming out? You know, like that's back when all every comic had a blog. Like, remember when comics had websites and mm-hmm. it was like calendar, blog, rants, rants, pictures, pictures. <laughs> like everyone Video. had rants. Everyone had
3: rants. I want to see what your rants are. <laughs> it was just used blog. To do them it on just,
2: radio. This became blog. Yeah, I had a radio segment for a while where I would do a weekly two minute. Wrath of Klein. Rant, the Wrath of Klein uh, on 98 Rock in Baltimore. Oh, now, shit. Now that was. A once a week assignment. I would have to take any topic, like a pop culture thing. The guy who hired me for it, Joe Robinson, it was he had a radio show, liked a blog I had written, and a, a particular blog. He called me and said, "I like that blog. Can you do something like that?" It was like a pop culture rant. Mm. Some of my blogs were like about comedy or about other things. Uh, so every week I would have to find something to talk about. It's about six hundred words. I kind of had it down to like how many words it'll be, how long a couple minutes of talking would be. And sometimes even the night before I'd be, I'd have nothing. I'd be like, I gotta, I gotta get this out. But once you do it, you're like, all right, I'm not going to freak out. I know I can do this. I know I'm not funny right now. There's nothing to talk about, but I've been here before. And then you get the momentum of it. And then a friend of mine had a, uh, had a TV show thing and I wrote for him every day, five days a week for a couple years, a few years. But that was the same thing. It was like, if I didn't have that thing that I had, like I had to turn in an assignment mm-hmm. almost I wouldn't have done it, but it was like every day he needs this at this time. So I have to sit down now and do it. So you got to put yourself on a clock, even if it's an artificial clock. You know, like you don't actually have a real deadline. You just got to pretend you have a deadline. And then guess what? Suddenly you're creative. Mm -hmm. You know, Hmm. people who write monologues have to go in and write 100 jokes every day Mm -hmm. about the fucking front page of the newspaper. You know, like just think about that. There's no way you can do that, right? And then you just start doing it. You're like, oh yeah, most of them are shit. That's why you can do it, but you just have to make sure you can crank it out. But once you've done it, you're like, oh, I can do this, this is in me, and I, I can just get it out, and it became, becomes easier and less stressful, but
3: just force it, just like working out. Go to the gym. i started writing my sets out before I do big shows now. I got that from Milner. The whole set? The whole set. Milner okay. was like, write it out from, I write it out from beginning to end, and it's in my memory, so I, I know my beats. I,
1: I did that when I first started. Mm. And this
3: helped. This helped out a lot.
1: Just write a set list, and just the
3: name of the joke. No, I'm talking about I write. Write it out. I used I first Yeah, I write it out by hand. I did that I don't before. Do that um,
1: I just write. I write down just so it helps
2: you memorize. Writing it helps you memorize it.
1: Yeah. That's why I did it because I needed to memorize.
2: It
3: helps you extend bits too because I, I started like thinking about other stuff in mid-writing. I was like, oh yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, want
1: like to sound like I'm reading a, mem- a memorized thing. Yeah, which is which is a danger.
2: But mm-hmm. that's that's what I do in my head now. I'll just say the thing over and over in my head. But sometimes when I have written out, other angles pop into my head because I'm writing it out. Yeah, that's it's what just, happened to me. So it's just you got to find your method. But but yeah, for me, like I'll say the whole uh, driving to the show. I'll do the show in my head on the way to the show. I know? record it on the that. voice
3: recorder on the phone. Yeah, I'll play it back.
2: So that's all the emails, Courtney. Thank you for that email. We did get a Patreon thing about a song. Um, which we can get to maybe maybe today maybe next time. Frankie's on. We can do that. Mm. Uh, someone said, "Well, where is it? I gotta find that comment again." It was from that episode, I guess, which was all juice.
0: All, ju- all
2: juice. What's the name of the episode? Adrian, uh, what he said: Frankie is awesome. good as hell. I can dig it. If y'all read this, my request is disc two, track eight.
1: Disc two, track eight. Okay.
2: All right. So let's let's. All I want to hear this.
3: You haven't even heard Frankie's song. I hear Frankie sing every fucking time I'm with <laughs> Frankie. Song. This two-track eight, the song is called Colossus. Have to have the CD. Frankie just sang you. at her show I was at on Wednesday.
1: Frankie go sing with it every so. she does. Fucking
3: <laughs> with Romaine on the piano. The artist is called Clark's
2: Ditch, and the song is called Colossus. So let's see if this is any good. Maybe better than All Juice.
1: Maybe not. Well? That's Frankie? No. Sounds anymore. like. Um,
2: this is the compilation seat, is it? Frankie's sounds song was like on. Sounds
1: like Gwen Stefani's group.
4: Oh, yeah, it's got kind of okay. a little
2: no doubt, like mid 90s like mm-hmm. uh, Riot Girl kind of oh, vibe. I song. Oh.
3: Frankie ain't was some of this shit in my car. With your flannel shirt on This looks like a song You would listen to
2: uh, It would be You know Not starting rotation But it would I wouldn't change the station Sandwich this in between Some other Similar songs
3: Oh This is some Evanescence type shit You think so? Yeah Some Four non-blondes type shit I think it's more Four chord
2: Evanescence is a little more,
4: uh, I don't know. Well,
2: no, this isn't Evanescence. No, it's Gwen Stefani. Yeah, it's closer Yeah, around. this is
4: I'm Just a Girl type of thing. What year
2: was this thing made? This CD came out like ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Oh, okay. So they're all from that time. I time. That makes sense. All right, not a bad choice, Adrian. Clark's Ditch with Colossus. On oh, your station for all the songs <laughs> no one heard back then.
1: Welcome back to our morning show. You're <laughs> here with Juicebox and the Weeds.
0: <laughs>
3: I, I, I bet you do, Florida. Yeah.
0: All right,
1: song. we're back. We're coming up on the bottom of the hour. <laughs> In with us later we've got a man who wants to tell you some ignorance. <laughs> Dr. Umar
2: Johnson will be on the show later. Diamond,
1: Diamond, Diamond, He's going to tell us how this music has made us sell out to the masses. Diamond, Diamond. We'll talk about the
2: feminization of the black man with Dr. Umar Johnson <laughs> on the
0: other side of this break.
2: <laughs> Colossus by Clark Stitch. You heard uh, it Not a bad first. choice. Not a bad choice. You did hear it for, maybe first here. <laughs> You might have heard it here first. Um, if you guys have a request, there are two discs. Each disc has 20 songs. on it. We've played maybe less than 10 of those 40 songs, probably. So if you have a request, uh, disc number and track number, and we'll play it. Dominic can borrow the CD if he wants to listen to what oh, it. Oh,
3: so it's all DC bass Yeah, it's pieces. like this mm-hmm. This label had like a compilation disc of uh, all there. Yeah, so that's why it was called D-Side D- Right. Yeah, they're affiliated people
1: D-C-I-D-E Right.
2: And uh, Frankie's group was obviously the star What of was
3: Frankie's CD? group called? All, all juice? juice? What the fuck is juice? What's all drink, baby <laughs> <laughs> it's all green. It's green. All <laughs> juice. Let me find this shit. Small drink. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: good. It's good. So it's good all around. We liked it. We listened to
3: Constellation. That's the name you of the song. To a
1: lot of the discs If you were listening to the Spot us podcast, Doctor
3: Dubenstein. You, <laughs> <Doobinstein.
2: laughs> you could. Yeah, you could have been part of that. Feather with a PH in
3: the front of it.
2: All juice. Constellation on your station juice related songs
3: <laughs> Priest the Nomad I can't You're fuck with a nobody soul, Who has duh in the middle of their name But this was like 98 99. I still this see was, comedians were, who do that shit Yeah the comedian I posted once on Facebook that uh, Oh shit daycare swindlers Yeah that's a good
2: name I posted once on Facebook that uh, The white guy Holding the microphone profile picture is the white comics version of adding the comedian to their name. There's <laughs> a lot of white comics like the bash black comics for doing that but all of them have the same profile picture holding the mic, you know? It's like you're just saying you're the comedian. Behind the brick wall? In front of the brick wall, I mean? Yeah, it could, yeah in front of the, whatever backdrop is. I remember is.
1: a white comic telling me he didn't like the way black comics held the mic like MCs.
3: Oh, with the holding the top
0: like I mean, with the crown and shit. Why
1: are they, why are they hold yo the yo yo about so this like,
4: bitchy? Really? fucking jokes. A great
1: many white comics I know, I went up there and acted like they were some sort of alt right or alty alt singer. Yeah. I'm gonna hold Kirk the mic Kudang. like that because that's
3: actually pretty ball. Also, uh, on stage.
1: also the uh,
2: before rappers did that, no one did that. So like, well, <laughs> only rappers can do that. Well, no, rappers there was rappers like
1: we're just gonna hold the mic like this. Yeah, other people can't make that decision. No, 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 not other people. Other black, black people. people. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. This is
3: Frankie's. She's about Frankie's. to start singing. Well, black people always hold shit different. They hold guns different, they point them to the side, <laughs> they hold their dicks different, <laughs> point them to the side.
2: <laughs> this is Frankie's song. All Juice, All, all juice. juice. This is the extended version. But Frankie's about to start singing any second.
4: I'm going
3: to climb the fuck out of her this song What's a good song It is is good, but her like (laughs) Here we go uh, (laughs) That's her Yeah. Anything I could tease her about There's nothing to tease I'm going to (laughs) tease (laughs) her That's your problem Next time she's in my car She has to talk at the drive-thru like this (laughs) But she will (laughs) That's the thing. Like, you're not going to shame her. <laughs> she
2: would be like, oh, okay. How do you want me to order? What do you want? By the way, since this episode's going up for free, the freeloaders get to hear Frankie's music. A little bit. That
3: wasn't, that wasn't the plan. Next time we drive to a show, this is the only song I'm going to play the entire time in a car. You want the MP3? <laughs> so we be
2: Because the, the version on that CD is a shorter version, and it's, it's mixed different. I like this version that we're listening to better, which is the
3: updated mix. I'm gonna call her at two o'clock in the morning and just play this song. <laughs>
1: my face is fire.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna do that for condis- like the next good week. Songs. <laughs> for the next week, I'm gonna call her every day at random times and just play and this just song. Play this? <laughs> and then hang up.
2: Can you, um, if she leaves her phone unlocked, can you make this her ringtone? Oh <laughs>
3: yeah, I can. Put it drop. She's I'll always like record my shit, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do that well she sent me this mp3 it's not like this is new to her every show i'm on i'm gonna make sure if they have play up music yeah this is what they play you know who really likes this song i bet is laura dern, Fucking laura dern.
2: <laughs> have you come around to no i have not no i mean she's been co-signed by two prominent black men she who nobody
3: remembers who Baron Davis is. We're not
1: going to start. We're not going to start this this That's hate, fucking, this Laura Dern hate. Uh, we're
3: not going to allow this. Here we go. today. Listen, in 2018, don't be tagging we're me not with gonna, this bullshit not on my Facebook, same. or I oh, no, will no, fucking no. delete the, the, you. When
1: the next black guy that she she
3: dates, dude, Troy Bronson? Stop That's your bullshit, cousin, man. You about to be on. <laughs> see? you about to get snooze for 30 That's days, my dog.
1: Cousin, man. I man. I want to
3: see no more of your Instapot shit on my timeline, no more.
1: You just opened Keep, the door, dog. But with that now bullshit,
3: us hitting it with Laura Dern
2: news is like you hitting Frankie with that song. <laughs>
1: yeah, see, it's see? all it's all you get it. around. You get
2: the motivation.
1: <laughs> and the Laura Dern. Did you see the full body picture of her? Of oh her God. kissing when she was up on the toes.
2: Yeah, he had the Jordans on.
1: Yeah, she was up on the toes. When a woman oh. gets up on the toes, on
3: you, yeah. dude. Laura Dern <laughs> is the <laughs> unseasoned chicken of white it's women.
1: Become real. Uh, apparently not. Yes.
3: <laughs> it is. She apparently is terrible. No. She apparently had that not. fucking. She looked like fucking Gargamel with them (laughs) long-ass jacket on and them fucking socks and shit. She's terrible. Gargamel getting that black dick. (laughs) I'm just telling you what we see, man.
2: Dominic's like that kid who uh, talks shit about every girl he likes. No.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's overboard, man. She is so... Unseasoned chicken, man. She is so plain. It's, uh, I can't see. Apparently, what uh, well. her outward persona is. Yeah, plain. Oh, there's something in oh. there. There's something there's lurking. Something is something
1: in there is pulling these brothers in. Yeah, there's <laughs> something
2: lurking. She's 12 years older than Baron Davis.
1: Yeah, think about that.
3: And he's still you like, know? yeah, yeah. He probably saw Jurassic Park when yeah. he was a kid. She <laughs> looks stale. Exactly. <laughs> something about it's us like pulling in. Like an old in. muffin in a box. Oh, nobody muffin. wants to eat. She's uh, so
1: <laughs> her next. That's why I said because she's she's going down the melanin. You know, chart the next is gonna be like a Hotep. That's yeah. the only place yeah. for her to go next. No, turn no. some Hotep, brother.
3: See
1: <laughs> her and Umar Johnson out together. She'll turn him next.
2: I don't approve. That, of that this would be the uh, that would be like the greatest get ever to make <laughs> Umar Johnson date a white woman. There's rumors that he's had sex with white women. You know, like people had talk shit on the on the internet about it. Yeah, like they had not. pictures and it's stuff. Like he like, fucked a white caught. stripper once. And it's like, uh, he's very vehement against interracial relationships, mm-hmm. but maybe he'll fuck. You know?
3: <laughs> like, that's not a relationship. More <laughs> darn trash, dude.
1: No, she's, <laughs> she's not, not, Dominic. Trash. You're
3: going to stop that. <laughs> Look at her bangs and shit. She don't even care about herself. <laughs> she cares about herself enough to press up into Baron Davis. Hmm. You know, a
2: lot of those movie stars, um. They, you know you
3: see him on screen you're like ah, oh,
2: whatever Baron Bear, Davis
3: is wack as shit you but, seen that purse oh now he's whack, now he's whack. now he's whack. He's he's Baron Davis her purse. is wack that was her purse probably in shit, person they're, they're usually the stunning and,
2: and you, you only see her in the movies and stuff you don't see her in the flesh so maybe she has some power over people
1: you know these movie stars you gotta see them up close she starts talking and then she's got him. yeah mm. <laughs> She probably carries around Lowry seasoning salt in her in her bag. Yeah, that big ass bag. She's got a tub of that. She's got a Costco tub of Lowry <laughs> seasoning seasoning salt. Oh, she good. put that shit on the table, brother. Uh, really? Look, what is? Oh, so like shit! Like Chris
2: Rock Put a pot on the stove, and men will show up to that pot.
1: No man, <laughs> men oh, from Christ. miles around that you've never hmm. met.
3: All right, Dom, give me Sorry, a 2000, uh, give me a 2017 wrap up for yourself. Two, 2017. First, thank y'all. Because it's been about a year since I first came on the podcast. Probably. I could have swore I saw all this shit come up not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about roughly a year ago. It was about a year Maybe ago. Maybe it was over a year ago. It's been a fucking Zoom train ride in the last year, man. Uh, with this guy, you guys mentoring me and helping me with a lot of stuff. And, and tormenting you. And then tormenting, yeah, tormenting me. You know. and then yeah. Becoming really good friends with people like Frankie and stuff. And it's just oh, shit. Last, this time last year, I had done one contest. Okay, And I was like, it was, wasn't was a done. hobby, but I had goals. And then this year, man, especially like the last two months, I've been able to do some really cool shows in front of a lot of people. I'm hosting with Ty Rex on- uh, At McGooby's? This week at mm-hmm. McGooby's. Oh, there you go, Conrad. Uh Magoobies Joke House for- Conrad!
2: T- T-Rex is in town. Who's and a, he's great. You he's need to go. Too, great man. Great comic. Also a local guy. Lives in LA, but he's from here. And well, you're hosting,
3: yeah. Biggest thing too, man, is just opening up my uh, knowledge and stuff. Me and Randolph talk a lot. Uh, me and Andy have a, a lot of talks too about more life stuff and just seeing things from a different perspective and, and things that way. That um, that podcast we did with Elton that was really. Really good. The one that we did where we were just like. uh, Oh, we are just talking.
2: With uh, your brother was here
3: too. Yeah, Yeah. when Mark was here and stuff. Rod liked that one. And finding just a group of people that you can speak about things like that. You know what I mean? And it doesn't feel like you got to show off or you, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You just come real and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I, It's been a lot, man. It's been a big growth year for me in a lot of different phases. Like I, like I said, I got to thank you guys for helping me out a lot this year. That was dope. Well, you're welcome. Mm,
4: you're I
2: mean, welcome. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. with your fine ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we we may have helped you, but you really helped us. <laughs> 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 have to do the 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 every every
3: movie. Except this Laura white, Dern shit Every stop, white man.
1: savior movie.
3: Yeah. I mean. Leave that shit in Dude, 2017. Dude, he's
1: learning from me, but I'm really learning from him. Who taught who?
0: Puerto Rico. <laughs> so, uh,
2: Dude, a year from now, after you meet Laura Dern in April, yeah. you're going to be on this podcast going, ah, huh, the last year. You know, I really
1: <laughs>
2: on this Laura Dern thing. You know? Mm, like I realized, I am so glad I got to meet her and got to know she her. She
1: had a she had Adobe seasoning in so her bag. So corny, man. I don't know. It's <laughs> <She
2: had, laughs> the whole Goya aisle. I
1: <laughs> love Goya. <laughs> I don't know. It's like she was like she knew something about me.
2: Yeah, it's like <laughs> Goya and yoga. It's like the same letters, <laughs> you know. A white girl seasoning. Um, You'll come around. No, will we'll not. Around. Yeah, you will. No, I mean, we'll just not. look at how far you came this year. You can't come all the way yet. Our whole goal was
3: to get you like Laura Dern from a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole plan. So we're almost there. We're almost there. She's we're pumpkin pie to my sweet potato pie, man. Pumpkin pie tastes good, man. That's delicious.
1: Pumpkin pie tastes good.
3: You
2: ever hold a pumpkin pie's purse? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you just might. <laughs> Ask man, Rod about pumpkin flavor. I would like pumpkin yeah. flavor. Rod's <laughs> all pumpkin spice, man.
3: Yeah, at least for this past fall. <laughs> I mean. Oh man, I fucking put. I gotta say, Rod was on that bullshit with them Uggs, and then I got some Ugg slippers. Them shits are fucking fantastic, <laughs> man. Oh see, my God. see, see. It's like putting your feet in bear vagina. Okay, well if you
1: if you're. <laughs> If you're the already halfway there, yeah. Once you go down the UGG road, oh just man, that should feel, feel great.
2: Dude, how many times do you think Laura Darn has given someone UGGs for Christmas? <laughs> yeah. See, she probably your, fucking gives out Crocs. She's your hookup, man. She's not Crocs. Yeah, she's, yeah. Not, no, Uggs, she's not a croc, croc
3: person. She's not dude. a Croc. Crocs are hippies. White she's Crocs. Not a, she's
1: not a Croc person. Hippies yeah. and
2: restaurant
3: workers. No, I guarantee you, she gives out Crocs, dude.
1: Yeah. And if she
3: does,
2: then I got to rethink Crocs. Yeah. Because Crocs might be great. <laughs> Fucking
3: Crocs. That's what she gives out.
1: That, that's that's the extra special
3: kind of hate right there from you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Christmas stocking That's all
1: you Crocs. got for 2017? Andy, what you got? Uh, 2017. Go in depth,
2: Andy. For me get, is, get deep. is a year of uh, endings, not beginnings. Uh-huh. Um,
3: Happy endings. Well, just endings.
2: Really, just endings. (laughs) He left that wide open. (laughs) Uh, A year of a year of happy endings. Uh, Well, the 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 draft house green room Mm -hmm. ended at the end of February after literally nine, almost to the day, nine years of running that open mic. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we started the new draft house open mic, which we're still building up that Mm -hmm. audience. And like you know, I put out a CD in April. Which ended that material. I'm still doing some of it, but you know that was like an ending. That was like an ending point in comedy, and like the the beginning of rebuilding that. Um, so it felt like that. It felt like a lot of things were about to change, you know, or about to update. So I'm kind of in that. Like I feel like I'm in a transitional phase for just life in general. But like my new comedy, my new bits, I feel like are going in a better direction. You know what I mean? Like the whole new beginning thing. Mm-hmm. But when I think of 2017, I think of like, well, the free world ended with yeah. Trump. Um, a lot of like sanity ended. A lot of just shit. Shit just kind of you close the book on a lot of shit in 2017. I feel like. So I don't think I – it's not. I mean, it's, I'm not trying to sound down. It's not. Oh, not my, mine's gonna. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> so
1: go, so go dun,
4: ahead. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I'm, I'm trying so to. I'm trying ahead. to keep Here it because you know when, when
2: things end, it's like there's like sometimes that hopefulness that comes after that. <laughs> Uh, which you can't necessarily see right when it happens, but when I think of 2017 it's like it's a lot of that like you know new patterns, new routines, old new routines ending, old patterns ending, mm-hmm. um, old people being cut out of my life in, in a couple instances, even just you know f- blocking people online or whatever, just you know changing paradigms. so 2017 was like an influx year for me for the most part. Um, so 2018, who knows? Maybe that'll be more of the same or maybe 20, 2018 will be like, uh, you know, like the leaves, the flowers blooming and all that shit that happens when newness happens. But yeah, I, I feel like, 20, like 2017, a lot of people have talked about like it was a shitty year, you know, like in general, mm-hmm. obviously with politics and all that stuff. But um, I don't see this, I don't immediately think terrible as much as I just think, it's just shit ended, it's over. A lot of shit is just over in mm. twenty seventeen. A lot of shit that should have been over, but a lot of shit that I didn't want to end, like the draft house and you know, certain routines and parts of my life. But um yeah, that's where I am. I'm kind of in transition, I think.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know? Still. Hmm. Twenty seventeen. I spent uh I was reflecting about it the other day. I spent all of twenty seventeen uh angry. All of it, uh, more so than um, than uh, just angry at the country, angry at, angry and betrayed. Just right. a feeling of anger and betrayal. All of all, I'm talking all of 2017. I don't see that going away. Uh, just not in
2: the space of another year. I don't think. No, no way. In the space of a longer period of time, no
1: way, no way. There's no, there's no coming back. The election of Trump, uh, this country, just turning its back on on the values that it portrayed, that it says, show me that it's clear. Everything this country has said is a lie. Everything, everything this country, every value this country says says to believe, says that it believes in, has been exposed to be a lie. Uh, Dealing dealing with that, thinking about that. Dealing with how I what what is my place going to be in that? What's my child's place going to be in that? Um, going through a period of uh, a long period of self reflection and thinking about uh, what kind of person I am and what kind of person I want to be. Uh, dealing with things out of my past with my family, not so much with my family mainly mainly my older brother, but my whole family. We had a, we had a blowing up on Thanksgiving. You know where I had to get up and well, I had to get up and leave the house and walk around the block because I was so mad.
2: Your older brother being the not the one who was in town.
1: No. Yeah. No. My little brother, my little brother. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, <laughs> he was, yeah, there. He was there. He yeah. Yeah. He That happen. was the week we were recorded yeah, one, that Yeah, that right? was third, that that Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. and uh, finally, finally, dealing with that after forty-eight years, knowing that I have a forty-ninth birthday coming this month. Right. Feeling how that feels. Where am Where am I going with that? 50s right around the corner for me. I've been doing stand up for 20 years. I'm not headlining regularly like I should be. You know, dealing with dealing with how that feels. Dealing with what it really means to be quote-unquote woke where you you go back and you reflect on everything that you've ever done. Not so much everything you've ever done, but you definitely go back and have reflection periods of things. And sit and have and sit and think about stuff. Do you
2: judge yourself, you mean? Yeah. Like judge yeah. your, your past actions. Right.
1: Yeah. You you that's that's part of being woke, but you also judge it's not even so much judge. You just reflect on you, you just reflect on your past actions. Most people don't do that. Yeah. Not to elevate myself or put myself above anybody or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. But when's the last time you sat and reflected on some shit you did? Most people don't like to do that. No.
2: Not really, good or bad. Not really. I do think though, when you that happens, when you start to reach milestone ages, forty, fifty, mm. I think that start. A maybe. lot of people have that, f- oh shit, I'm forty moment, where they yeah. take stock.
3: Yeah, that'll um, be me in September.
2: Yeah, and fifty, I, I I would I imagine a similar thing happens. I think maybe sixty people are like, ah, fuck it. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that that still happens at <laughs> yeah. sixty. But I don't think it happens at thirty. Although people yeah. like to make a big deal about turning thirty, I think when I turned thirty, I was like, "Oh, it's not a, no, it's not a deal." But forty seems to be a big one,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and fifty seems to be a big one.
1: I'm closing in on it. Yeah,
2: where yeah. there's more reflection, there's more looking back, There's more taking stock. Yeah, how did I, had, I, how did I get here, and who should yeah. I be? Yeah, here? who
1: should I be? Yeah, was this who I wanted to be? I've already, I had already been kind of been thinking about it anyway. Dealing with the, uh, with the becoming woke. And trying to find my place in it, and uh, listening to other people, and feeling okay with knowing that I don't have to. I don't have to address everything. Some things I special. I say specialize in, and some things I don't. And things I don't, I'm not gonna address. I'm not. I'm not gonna address because I'm. I'll point you in the direction of somebody who I think you should be listening to. But there's a lot of things that I, that I'm. That's not what I do. That's not what that's not the thing that drives me. That's not the thing I think about. So I shouldn't be talking about it. I shouldn't be commenting on it. I didn't like what happened in 2017 with nuance. Nuance is gone. 2017. There's no nuance. There's no depth of thought. Nobody does any depth of thought. Now, sometimes I will I will post stuff just to throw something out, right? Ah, here you go, <laughs> just just <laughs> like that. I'll do that. Take that. Most things I do, I think about now. I didn't used to. I, um, but there's a lot of things I think about things and try to think about. There's no depth of thought with anything. There's no depth of thought, and that disturbs me.
2: I think a lot of. Um, I think there, I've noticed that. I think there's two things going on. One clap back culture dragging culture is people really just cheerleading for someone being told off right uh people often who are against bullying by the way but um that's part of it and another part of it is a lot of conversations about you know heavier topics on the internet are being controlled and led by Mm -hmm. 24 year olds yeah who are more idealistic and less likely to consider yeah, new we have ones. No,
1: no depth of thought. You know, we've We're all been
2: ones. idealistic. The world should be this way because yeah. in your life, you've only been an adult for a few years. There's only been one way the world has ever been. So you think, oh, this, this is the way. Yeah. You've only been one version of yourself at that point. So you right. think everything should be this way and you don't right. really have the frame of reference. But a lot of those conversations are, I consider the source, I shoot the messenger all the time mm-hmm. when I'm like reading opinion pieces and think pieces and who's saying this. hmm how old is this person? Are they male? Are they female? What is their frame of reference? If it's an article about comedy, have they ever been in a comic? Mm-hmm. How much comedy have they done? Because there's a lot of that, people speaking as experts. authorities yeah, experts, who are trying to lead the conversation, right. who are just attention-seeking, right. trying to right. drag someone 24-year-olds. Right. It's like, eh, I
1: don't it's like, know. It's like somebody's talking about comedy and saying safe space. Right, like or you punch should, down. you should get the fuck out of my face with that, right? <laughs> or punch down, right? Or you should, you should stop, you should stop, you right. should, you should shut up. That's that's not what, that's not. I don't want to have that conversation with you. So a lot of there's been another time of me just saying I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna engage in this conversation with this person. So but that you know, speaks oh, to what the surface what you're level about.
3: thinking that you. Kind of touch base on a lot.
1: So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of surface level thinking. No one thinks any. And no one applies any depth. That's why I don't really comment on the we, on the Me Too mm-hmm. campaign. I'm for it, obviously, but I saw what happened to Emmett Till. <laughs> right. That was somebody believing somebody immediately. Somebody who pointed a finger and just believed it, and a young man was beaten to death.
2: And Emmett Till is like the famous version. There's thousands of those. Right. There's a lot of that. If and people
1: want to act like people want to act like that's not a thing. That is a thing. That's a thing. You know, but if you say that you're attacked. You're immediately attacked. So you just don't say it. You know, 'cause what's the what's the point?
3: You know? I mean I could see that. I mean we talked about that when it was all five of us in here of yeah. wanting to speak out on something but just so it's not maybe like being a pussy about it, but just not wanting to deal with yeah, just you someone just coming w- yeah. at you for the slightest misstep. Yeah.
2: You know what I tell myself is that um you know, someone else can lead this conversation. I'll sit out. Yeah. Uh and let them lead it. Even if I I feel like I could step in and say the thing that's mm-hmm. not being said and articulate it properly. It's so, like, you know what, I don't have to be I don't yeah. want I don't have to be part of every conversation. Yeah. And that's kind of like uh just going back to the year in review, I've been doing that a lot more this year, mm-hmm. 2017. When you have shit that... Ha- like when you're 24, you have shit hasn't happened in mm-hmm. life. You know, you haven't done much yet. You haven't had to take a back seat to life just yet. There's a lot of people who start to have... You know, a friend of mine, He ha- his mother had this great vinyl collection. Um, all the shit from the 60s. Beatles, Rolling Stone, all the famous shit, Jimi Hendrix, like the original vinyls. And then there's a year where her music collection just stops because she started having kids. And she stopped being plugged into this world because life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And when life gets in the way, you get a different perspective. You're like, you know what? I can just, I got shit to do. I can go do other things. You know, for me this past year, I had a death in the family. I had a serious illness in the family. Our cat died. I'm like, eh, someone else can talk about that shit mm-hmm. online. I'm doing shit. But when you're 23, 24, 25, you don't have, this is your life. Mm-hmm. So you're going to rage against the machine and a lot of it is just for you to get your rage out as opposed to have an actual conversation
3: well that's it know? especially with like a i don't even think it's an age thing man it's it's where you are in life it's and where you are in life and the internet gives you a medium of one thing i've noticed a lot this year and it was probably because i am around a lot of younger people and just a lot of people in general when i'm normally yeah. just a loner is that people's online persona is the thing they put the most work into, but their offline persona, when you see them in person, is totally different, and it just yeah. it lets yeah, you know yeah. that I don't want to engage in any conversations with you because you have no substance. You're not real. You know what I mean? Your online yeah. person is real. You say all these things. Like, we see it with the petty things between young comics or just yeah, drama. conversations that just kind of go off the rails and become something else, and then you see these people in real life, and they're quiet as church mice. Yeah, they're friendly.
2: They're not mm-hmm. raging. Uh well but yeah, that's a, a lot of it is is you know, you sort of curate your feed to be this like heightened version of yourself.
3: We saw that when we and, were when we were making fun of that Laura Dern comment, like we yeah. were going back and forth and there was a, a there's a comic there or a person she came on and she yeah. she specifically What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, she the specifically was here? trying to get a reaction that would have turned into something yeah. else. And we right. all could see it. I addressed we're, it but not in that fashion. Uh, yeah. But that's that's why I just stay quiet. Like I even lean back on some of the things that I was posting and things like that. And it was just for the simple fact of if you really know me, you know what I'm about. And I don't need to project this 24-7. And then also I have friends that speak on this better. So if they see something, if I see Randolph post something or Andy's post something, I'll just share what they say and maybe tag along and I'm done with it.
2: And also showing this person up. Oh, that's a big. Doesn't doesn't mm -hmm. make a difference. Like. I you know I I talked about this with a couple of people when the NFL boycott started mm-hmm. happening, when, you know when people were first kind of thinking about doing it, that the NFL's big problem was going to be when people realized, oh I don't miss it, because then even if they do all the right things with Kaepernick and with fucking Hank Williams and whoever whatever else, people were like ah, you know I kind of liked having my Sundays to, free, and a lot of that I I, I applied a lot of that to like getting involved in those conversations that are ultimately toxic. It's like, you know, I don't miss it. I don't i don't miss getting in there and having the perfect comment that gets the most likes on a thread. And it's like, you know, and a, and a few years ago, I'd be like, yeah, I fucking won that thread. You know? Yeah. I got my little comment
3: joke, but but like serious joke, got like 18 likes. Oh, no. I, you know? We talked about my buddy, D'Angelo. One of the things yeah. that, you know what I mean? He, um, <laughs> I talked to him, we talked about this about a week or two yeah. ago where he was like, oh, you uh, – because we had a break in our relationship. And uh, he was like, oh, you were mad because of that post that I put up and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, no, because no. I know who you are. It's, we've talked some crazy shit in just cars before yeah. till like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, just me and you. It's not that. It was the fact of the responses that you solicit. And then you just don't do anything with. Yeah. You got to remember you're in charge of all that. He just so, but it's, he's feeling a different voice. Yeah, he, exactly. Thing. And that's what I was saying. I was like, and I don't want to be. I'll start to question you if you. You got to remember, if you throw something out there, you're in charge of it. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So then, if you just throw it out there and then just try to pull back and be like, oh, uh, well, I was just throwing something out just for throwing. no, nah, man, you got. Yeah. You need a little bit more substance than that. You need to stand up because when people say dumb shit, I'm gonna look at you and right. be like, Hey man, what the fuck are you I asked him, he put a post up one time and I was like, What the fuck are you thinking? Like what what's yeah. going on with you? Yeah. He's like, Oh, I don't care. And then he came back later and he was like, Oh, I was sensitive or oh, it was this or it was that and I was like, You gotta be careful when you do shit. Well that's like why that. a
2: lot of that shit can be toxic. Even if there's a, a me too conversation that you wanna jump in on and say, Well, wait a minute, here's a big thing no one's talking about No one's about. talking about this. You're thing. all missing this. Yeah. And it's like
3: Rather than right seeing it as it.
2: your job to to step in and drop everything. Like, I'm supposed to be doing something right now, but I'm going to type mm-hmm. out this. It's like, you know, I, and that's a problem not that the NFL, not just the NFL is, is going to encounter, but places like Facebook, when mm-hmm. people realize, I don't miss it. And people are already walking away from Facebook, and they're going to other places, and then they guess what? They're complaining about, the, oh, I hate when Twitter does this. Instagram's algorithm's fucked up. And they're going to start leaving those things and miss them. And then you're going to go back to just... People that you trust with these conversations, who aren't going to screenshot it and drag you later, or you know, talk shit about you behind your back. It's back to just normal people sitting around a table type shit, and then you post online for your your group of people, and then you know, it was like you're making an echo chamber. It was like, but that's what life used to be.
4: Yeah, I tell people
3: all the time. Anything you see me say, uh, we, you know, the shit with people having messages like DMs and. Yeah, People yeah. don't get screenshot in these streets is worse than getting <laughs> shot in the streets in the real fucking thing. And I got screenshotted on some shit earlier this year, and a person showed me and told, talked to me about it. And I you told him, "Dick pick out." Yeah, it was my balls, balls <laughs> only. It's I'm classy. Really that. classy. I'm classy. or that? And I hold it from the bottom. Anyways, but I was telling, I was like. I would. I told you this to your face and I'll tell you to it again and I won't back up from it because there's nothing that I'm hiding from. You know right, what I mean? Right. There's a difference between talking shit and then just saying, hey, this is how I feel and if it gets back to the person, oh, well, eventually we're going to come to that moment right. or something like that and a lot of times people don't, they're just not about that. You know what I mean? They want to say one thing and then when it comes back, it's quickly, oh, I didn't I didn't mean it like that yeah. or there's no tone or there's no context or right. no, that's exactly how I fucking meant it. Yeah.
2: But that, I, I feel like, as far as 2017, I've had this conversation so many times in the yeah, last year of, of the fucking internet, com, fucking comments, fucking Facebook. I have a line that I'm doing in my act now that I posted on Facebook a while back. And the line was, I used to go on Facebook to complain about all the bullshit I would see uh, out in the world. Now I go out into the world to complain about all the bullshit I see on Facebook.
3: That gets a lot of fucking reaction but that's, too.
2: Because it's true shit. I mean, that's that's not even a joke. That's... I, I found myself having that conversation. Did you see what the fuck so and so posted? Mm. Did you see what the fuck? I, mean, I can't believe that person. And it's like, okay, just I'm now. I'm just like walk away from that person. Just you know, yeah, close but it's the a book, good
3: thing you know? though too. Believe it, because now you get to see you. Like I said, people I lost a lot.
2: I have people that I unfollow, and I'll check in on their feed every now and then. Oh, I do that see. all the time. It's not not like a stalker, way, just be like, well, is he still on that bullshit? Or was that just a phase? You know, But I'm not going to engage. I'm just, so that's like, that's stepping out of the bubble. But you don't have to engage just out
3: of your bubble. You just look. You just look at what's going on over there and say, yeah, you know what? Too much bullshit. You know? I've noticed that when people throw shit out on the internet and they don't get a response back that they like and they double down, yeah. that that's the true person. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. them. You know what I mean? I lost a lot of people once, I guess, when I got semi-woke or started be going down a different uh road and people are like, Hey and then when they doubled down on the response or if I went back at them, like, Well no, it's like this and they were like, Oh, you've changed No, that's how you've always yeah. been. Yeah. Semi woke is that swoke. Yeah, that was yeah. swoke. Swoke and well, swole. I've,
1: I've uh <laughs> I listen to people who uh I've see people who have a disdain. There's a comic we know, he likes to call people, oh, the wokes, you know, like he was Complaining about <laughs> people taking a, um, people boycotting, boycotting um, Papa John's. How stupid it was to people that people were boycotting. It's not stupid. Boycotting is boycotting is, is the simplest and most effective way to, to raise your voice against something that you like. Boy, boycotts. Would you go back and tell the the people who boycotted buses that they were stupid for doing that? Because somebody was somebody just like you stood and d- stood and did that. Right now, I could engage with that person again. I tried a little bit. I think Andy came in a little bit. Yeah, but at some point I'm like, this is on the boycott. Like part. this is fucking stupid. Yeah. This is fucking stupid. You clearly don't have any respect for people who are who are trying to do something in a manner that you don't you don't feel is is good or you don't feel will make a difference. But you offer nothing. You offer nothing. You offer nothing back. You you don't want to tell anybody. You don't want to give any type of direction to anybody. You just want to stand in the back and snipe and you think that you're a person who who is a deep thinker and you're not. And
2: you know what too, this is this is a it's like the they don't like the vocal boycott. Right. But everyone has their own personal boycotts. I mean there are people who will say yeah, I don't fuck with Adidas. I bought a pair of Adidas once, and they fell apart in like three weeks. So I don't buy Adidas anymore.
1: That's a boycott.
2: You're boycotting Adidas no. because their product. You don't like their product. They might have a stance. Someone right. else is boycotting the stance. Right. But you get it. You right. understand that I don't like what this company's doing.
1: Right. People stop. She was stop using De Beers diamonds. De Beers diamonds because of blood diamonds. Right. People. People did that. Right, <laughs> you know, you had and then and then a thing had to come around that you had to have certification that said this is not, these are not blood diamonds; these are not being used in right. that manner.
2: But if you say I'm boycotting this company because I didn't like the stitching on their shirts, you'd yeah. be like oh, I'll get it. Yeah, if you like, I'm boycotting this company because they're homophobic. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, you're yeah. doing so much. Right, all right, oh, oh, you're so woke. Right, you're so swoke. So like, it's like, well, what do you? You should understand every time you spend money you're making a you're yeah. voting with your dollar. You're
1: voting you with your dollar or you're not. You know, one of the two, but you can't, right. you know, it's and now let me play Dave, like let
3: this. me play devil's advocate though, because I was on that thread. I think I remember Do you remember now? Yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah. Um there also is the thing of the faux outrage that when it comes out, it's so prevalent and you see it like and that's where I thought that person was coming from too, because I responded like, and he was like, "That's what I was trying to say," but right. I, I I couldn't say it as well. This is what I was trying to say, and I've seen this from a lot of people too, and people that are friends of mine and I respect is that you see so much outrage, and okay, let's to, let's use you for example, Randolph, where we know where you're coming from mm-hmm. all the time, twenty four seven, a hundred percent, and then we got person B, who's the online outrage person, mm-hmm. and when you see. 20 online outrage people with the same, hey, we got to do this, I'm boycotting. But you know they're not really about that life. It kind of dulls you as well. And you're just like, I'm. this is fucking stupid. Well, I'm tired you have of to, here. You
1: have to do your due diligence and, and, and parse. And go through and parse. You also have to decide what it is for you. You know, what it is for you. I don't even like to question what somebody is really outraged. About. If you're outraged about it, I okay. It may not be something that, that is outrageous to me. It might not be something that, that I think needs to happen, but you're, that's fine. You can go have it. What I won't do is is what this person is doing was just throwing a blanket thing out of everybody. and said, well, everybody who's, who partakes in this are one of the wokes and they're stupid. I'm, I'm not shitting gonna, on people. You're going to shit on a whole group. That's not what you're talking about. You're talking about feeling, feeling outraged with people who are faking the funk. No, he's talking about just everybody's faking the funk. That's a completely different thing. Now, he can say, well, that's what I meant. That ain't what you meant. <laughs> that's not what, what you said is a different thing than what he than what he's doing. He's faking the funk right there because that's not what he meant. That's not what he said. You're shitting on everybody. Everybody who's a part of this. Not just people who are, who are just saying it to be saying it or people who are just doing it to be doing it or people who are just trying to get their likes up. No, you're shitting on everybody. Anybody who's a part of it, you're saying it's stupid. That's what you're saying. Who the fuck are you to tell people that they're stupid for, for, for doing something positive? By the way, right. that something that's going no, to I see where you're coming from. Pushing a positive I see where direction. You're from.
4: It's fucking stupid.
3: But I've had, I've, I've got a lot of friends that are who feel as though the hive mind mentality of uh oh, what are we pissed off about today? Well, you for know sure. what? Sometimes
1: and you know what? Sometimes the hive is right though. Do your due diligence, but understand if you shit on the hive mind, you're going to shit on people who are righteous. What are they to think I, of I you? I agree with that, what and are they that's they where th- I came in on the. What are they to think of you now? Well, fuck you! You you want to shit on me because I'm doing something righteous, and you just well, I don't I don't want to be a part of the hive mind, even though even though what you're doing is right. and You seem pretty intelligent. You're still part of the hive, so you're still fucking stupid. That's what they're telling you, and I'm the I'm the enlightened one because I'm not part of the hive. That's what they're claiming. I'm the enlightened one. You're not the enlightened one. Yeah. I'm the enlightened. one. I see one. through your bullshit. I see. I see the bullshit of everything. You. You are blinded. That's why you're going along with that. And I'm really the smart one. Really explain your explain your positions to me and explain to me what you would do then. Oh, I don't have to do
3: that. Oh well, fuck out.
1: Fuck <laughs> off. No,
3: I, I know what you're saying. It's just like I've fuck. All. I've been. I say the last three or four months, I've been dull to a lot of. The takes and the this is what we that's need to that, do,
1: and that is that is what. But it was more. It's more
3: what, of you try to engage with people, and I, this is the way I always see conversations. At least I've seen them this way the last three or four months. Let's say it was a Me Too topic, and we talked about this on that other podcast. But it's just as soon as you get ready to say something, or you're response doesn't have the keywords like cisgen or this and then the conversation just automatically mm-hmm. you know what i mean It'd be, the hive turns right. on you quickly don't want to
1: hear what you have to people don't have to hear what you have to say but that's fine you gotta know you gotta s- speak for what you believe you and know? some
2: people you got to look at it from the point of view that they even if they are smart enough to understand what you're saying they might have just a zero tolerance like you know what I, I've had all these, you know, they have their own fatigue of trying to I could dig that. teach people things mm-hmm. and explain themselves. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. No, no. Any Anything against what I'm saying is just too much for me to deal with because I've tried this. I've tried that route and the person always ends up not getting it. So fuck you. You're dragged. Screenshot. You know, so. <laughs> There's a there's a little bit of that too. It's like you got to consider the source and like they where they
3: are in mm. in their evolution of that. Yeah, that's something I don't always consider and think about. And they should consider you, but part of where they are is I'm not considering shit. Yeah, the Me Too know? stuff and things like that. I was like uh, the post that um like the all men are scum or the all men are men trash. Men are scum. Yeah, I want them it. And I. I don't agree with it in general, but I understand the thought process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All men aren't trash, but it's definitely in our DNA. You know what I mean? We carry the trait.
2: Yeah, and the point was not to literally say all men are trash. It's just to say this happens a lot. Men do this. Men are scum.
3: But the thing is you there's know. never – it seems like there's never no middle. Either New it's mind. all you're men are about trash or it's no – You're talking about no, his nuance. Yeah, there's no men are trash. No you nuance. know what I mean?
2: And, and that's the but problem. That's, but – the uh, the space you're occupying right now is a space that people do with the hashtag not all white people hashtag oh, not yeah. all this mm-hmm. hashtag mm-hmm. so people have tried that and had the hashtag not all dot 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 mafia here's come a pr- after that.
1: here's a problem with the not all white people is um, after this election white people have proven to me yes all white people right <laughs> yes <laughs> even the one and I'll, and I'll tell you why there's a lot of people that have hashtag been yes all white people that I have <laughs> There are a lot of people that I thought I was going to be friends with for the rest of my life that I'm not no longer. I can't because I I don't carry the same levels of respect for them that I used to. I'm talking about people who decided they were going to vote for Joe Stein and people who decided they were going to vote for Bernie Sanders and people who decided that Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are the same person and people who decided that they're going to burn the system down. These are people I was very close with they're white it, it the the burning down of the system doesn't affect them it just doesn't and they don't see that they just they in through all of through all of their thing of of I'm down for the cause and I'm down for everything and I'm saying you didn't see what was gonna happen to the black community with a guy like Jeff Sessions getting installed? You didn't see that. It never occurred to you that that Donald Trump was an active racist and would install racists in the White House. That never you that thought process never came to you. It just never occurred to you. You thought, well, he'll get in and he'll destroy the system and we'll, we'll build a new system back up. Do you understand what's going to happen in the process of that destroying the system that you that you Do you understand? I don't think people people get that through this election. This country is fundamentally different now. It's fundamentally changed. There's no coming back from this. When people talk about, well, it's just a pendulum swing, the pendulum is broken because you you chose to elect this. You gave the nuclear codes to a buffoon based on white supremacy. That's it. All of these things of, well, there's this thing and you got an economic anxiety, that's all a lie. All of these things are lies. There was a time when I would argue with somebody about is somebody racist or not. That's done. 2017 taught me to leave that behind if i say donald trump is a racist and you say to me oh well no he's not well how do you know i'm going to tell you i don't have to prove it to you i know he is and you know he is too so i don't i don't need to prove these things anymore so there's no point me having a conversation with you any more further beyond this point there's no point i'm not going to do that anymore i'm not going to have yeah donald trump is a racist people 60% of this country men white men 53% voted for a racist i'm not a racist no but you're okay with somebody being a racist and being and being in power you're okay with him installing other racists and being in power you're okay with a kid they're okay with a with an intern being in a picture flashing a white power sign Do you have any idea the fury that would have started in this country if there was a black kid holding his fist up in a picture in Barack Obama's White House? Right. The fury that would have came about. But this country doesn't care. This is why I'm I'm betrayed by this country. I don't have any faith in this country. I don't have any faith in the people, the overall people of this this country. I just don't. I don't have any faith anymore in white America. How can I? I've said before, how do I trust a, a white? person on site when i meet them i've said this people got mad at me for saying that Expl- am i wrong tell me how i'm wrong
2: well that's that's tell the me uh, some people are hashtag not all men in that same way toward mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. and that's where i think getting into these conversations with nuance is like the person you're talking to might be mm-hmm. way further down that road than mm-hmm. you are and so that's when they're like, well, how can you say that? And they're trying to engage you on a level that you're past. Mm-hmm. And, and with the Me Too movement, that's a lot of people are doing that. When 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 you say not all men, and you your your motives are pure, they might have heard that so many times from people oh, who they yeah. thought
3: had pure mm-hmm. motives Actually, the thing is, and betrayed them. The
1: thing for me is, if if a woman says. Men are scum, right? Yeah. I'm fine with that. Right. I'm fine with it. Go ahead. I'm okay with that because I know you've been through some shit. I'm fine with that. You, and you I, ain't talking about me. Maybe you are.
3: I was talking that. to my lady and she was like, I've been assaulted. She was like, right. I was sexually assaulted by multiple men. You know what I mean? And it didn't really hit me until it hit me, you know what I mean, then cut to dominic dipping his gloves in glass <laughs> broken glass Doing the tongue post yeah and it didn't really it really hit me and then it was like fuck i got a sister who probably went to, through the mm-hmm. same thing but it's unspoken and right. i like i said not, and that's why i honestly don't talk about it because i'm not um the fucking right word to use i'm just i'm not equipped to speak on it without be, mm-hmm. being the guy that you've heard a hundred fucking times right. you, you see what I'm saying appease me you know what I mean of oh no not all but I understand but she probably heard that fucking a million times already you yeah. know what I mean she's past that stage and that's where I, I think people should just you know what shut the fuck up on on this one you know right. what I mean because it, it really doesn't encompass you yeah it's,
1: here's what I'll say about the Me Too campaign though there's no Me Too for racism in this country not at all that's how insane this country is mentally and as and how ingrained it is into this there's there's no racism there's no we worked we have been and i have done comedy for a long time okay between the two of us we've got we've seen how comedic racism works we know how it works you won't put three three black comedians on a show you will not you um if you have a if you have a black headliner, you can't have a black middle. You're not going to do that. There's no one. There's no one advocating for black people. Def Jam was a slur, and now everybody wants to act like Def Jam was was a. Th- oh yeah, we all watch. No, you and didn't. all that by the way, you
2: slurred us. With also it. happened with female comics. Three right. women on a show,
1: right. impossible. Right, And I'm not saying that It doesn't. Three women on a show, but now there is a there is a movement towards. We have to make sure that more more uh female comics are included into shows we got to put more show, but there was never a time where people were saying we got some black people on the show that's never, yeah, yeah. that's never happened that's never yeah. happened that's what it was was you can go have your own show black people right black people will go and make something and it would become successful and then it would end up getting shut down yeah i've seen this up close and personal and if you say it you say well you're, you're tired to take away no i'm not I'm merely pointing out that merely pointing out the same thing. And a lot of these people who are caught up in this me too thing and want me to support them are the same people who don't support who don't st- support the stamping out of racism. They're the exact same people. The people that marched in Washington with the pussy hats and said how many of them voted for Donald Trump? because some of them did. Said, right.
3: Pussy hat. <laughs> you
1: know? <laughs> some of them did. They voted for Donald Trump. They're still doing it now where people people are... I see Republican women talking about we got to get this person, we got to get that person, we got to get this person. Really? your president that you... Uh, you yeah, but I mean, it's different. And, and the women... 16 of them, all of them lied. All of them lied. All of them. Yeah, but it's... it's well, fuck you, man. Fuck you. You're not, you're not consistent with what you're talking about. You're just not. You're not even... Nuanced in that <laughs>
2: well it's funny because they'll say the the line is well, all those accusations came out before the election, the American people decided that wasn't a big deal, so well, what about you specifically lady? you you <laughs> heard those allegations did you and you voted for it yeah so don't don't put on the American people let's talk about you. your vote. You're saying stamp out sexual assault, and you voted for the guy. You
1: voted for a guy who sexually assaults women. Yeah. You first of all, you voted for a racist. Boom. Right off the bat, that's number one. Right. And then you voted for a guy who sexually assaulted who sexually assaulted women. Yeah.
3: It's fucking sad, man. Like you just said, some real (laughs) shit though. The meeting new white people and now (laughs) having and it's a true fucking thing where before it wasn't on your conscious.
1: No, it was, but you didn't. But I didn't think about it. In the forefront of my mind, exactly. that every every black person has PTSD because we are always on. We're always and now it's uh, just like now, now it's, it's right
3: off the bat. It's yeah. just like you look at everybody's actions yeah. like totally fucking different. Dude, I'm in the
1: gym. I'm in the gym, and some some muscle heady white dude comes over. Uh, you got a you got a Norse tattoo on you. I'm like, what are you fucking racist? Because that's they <laughs> use Norse tattoos. I just love it's Vikings. Like, what are you a fucking racist? Get away from me. You know, I don't want to be near you. You have to think that. You know, you walk by somebody and uh, they don't say excuse me. What the fuck's wrong with you, man? What the fuck's wrong with you? Why aren't you saying excuse me, white boy? What's your fucking problem? You wanna you want to do that. That that's a that's a part of you. You got to stamp that and tamp that shit it's down. Uh, I'm and when it pops like- up, people are like, "Why are you like that? Are you not paying attention <laughs> to the shit that's happening? Are you not paying attention?" We yeah.
3: have these conversations all the time where it's like you guys will be like. I'll be talking about somebody like networking wise or something, and you'll be like, "Well, there's this," and you just like slide this bit of information. You'll be like, "That guy, (laughs) that guy was—he's so fucking cool to me." Like, what? And then I'll, and then I'll know that, and then see him again or see that person again in a different environment, and I see him from afar, and it makes fucking sense. Yeah, you're like, well, and it's fucking sad. Yeah,
1: there's a, um, there's been a lot of Jim Crow stuff happening in the last. Couple of weeks, kids got kicked out of got kicked out of Potomac Mills Mall for just being black in the mall. Security came, security came and roused them out.
2: Where's your bags? You're not Where's buying. Where's your bags? Kids? You're not
1: buying stuff. I went and looked at stuff. How'd you get all this money? Kicked them out. You know that's that's Jim Crow. You 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 took out the uh, the law, the actual in the books laws of Jim Crow, but you replaced the the laws of Jim Crow with other stuff. Uh, there is a person who runs an open mic here. Uh, I don't even know if he still has the open, the open mic. Uh, What's Kurt's last name? Oh, Shackleford? Shackleford. <laughs> okay. I'm No, I'm going to say I'll, this I'll, is... No, this I is,
2: thought Metzger for a
1: second. No, not Metzger. <laughs> Wait, Metzger is, is runs Kurt an open mic? Is it Shackleford? Yeah. It's Kurt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah he you said Kurt, the first I, name... The first was Metzger, like, yeah. Because I, haven't, mic in I haven't done his room in a long time. Yeah, okay, either. so he has... If you if you do his shows, he had an open mic that I used to do a lot. Again, this is me in retrospect. This is me. This shit I've been thinking about with this. Show. I should have not done those rooms, and I should have been very vocal about why I'm not going to do these rooms, and I should have been very vocal about telling black comedians not don't do don't do this, don't do this. And here's why, because he had he had a dress code on his mic. If you come to my mic, you can't wear Timberlands, you can't wear a hoodie, you can't do this, you can't do that. Everything is directed towards black people. So what you're saying is you don't want black people in your venue. You do want black people, but they have to be a certain type of black people. I only want a certain type of black person on my show. However, Tim and I used to do his room. All the time. We wore hoodies all the time. We wore hoodies and, Tim, and, and Tim's all the time in the winter. I always wear a hat. I always wear, I'm bald. You let me on, my, on your show because I'm one of the good ones you know what I mean, uh, personality-wise and comedy-wise, so you let me on, my sh- on your show. But you're keeping young comics up so that you don't know if they don't pass the eye test for you. Not the material test, mm-hmm. the eye test. He's too black for me. That's Jim Crow. I should have been very vocal about that. that, that that's when you're talking about having a reflection about self. That's right, the right. kind of thing that disturbs me about myself is I should have been, vo- I should have said something. I should have said something. And I, I never did. You know who did? Ryan Connor oh did he yeah he wrote a he wrote a thing about it early and then what happened you know I can remember talking with Sean Gabbert when he was doing some, I think it was Reraw, and he wanted more white comedians on it because it's an Irish establishment and he wanted more white comedians and everybody was okay with that everybody kept doing the show yeah and they just, so did I
2: I kept doing that show yeah
1: all of us yeah. should have said fuck you what are right. you crazy You're going to just give in to this Jim Crow bullshit? What are you crazy? We all should have done that, but we didn't do it. It's good. That's that's the kind of shit I deal with personally inside. Shit, shit like that. I hope that if there's if there's men who are um mistreating women in in that sexual manner, you're grabbing on, grabbing on women and all the stuff. That they do. I hope that the men are now in their head are having to deal with that inside their head.
3: Oh, that we talked about hopefully. this shit. We had, I ho- I, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I had a friend that <laughs> hopefully. I hope was a that, comic I hope that they have got to assaulted deal with it it at a mic right. and it fucked up our friendship and she's my, my one of my best friends, Kareem. Right, right. and she got assaulted at a mic and she didn't tell me at the time because she, th- she figured I was going to have a really negative reaction to it but it, because I had to engage with this dude mm. um, at other mics and stuff, mm-hmm. it affected me and her relationship because we couldn't hang out. You know what I mean? And she didn't yeah. want to make a big deal about it, but nobody was saying anything about this guy and just kind of letting him roam. And that fucked with me. And she stopped doing comedy for a while. She yeah. That was the reason why she stopped doing comedy. And it really fucked with me. For I apologized to her like, 100 times, and like a hundred
1: times. we're talking assault. about assault against somebody as well. I hope that that guy has to deal with it.
2: I have the dress code from that an old email. Read it. Now, I do remember at some point there was a Boots or Timberland reference. But this particular email doesn't. So maybe I can go no. back earlier in my article. Yeah,
1: I remember that distinctly dress because code. I remember that. Oh, it's cold. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and by the way, the dress code is only for men. There's no dress code men colon. There's no women colon. Just men colon. No hats, mm-hmm. no headwear. Mm-hmm. Do rags, shorts, athletic wear, heavy chains, sunglasses. Dash. The thug look is not okay.
1: Mm-hmm. The what's the thug look? The thug look is anything that Kurt decides is thug, is thug wear. This so. is
2: not what Arlington, Virginia looks like. Is the thug look?
1: Did he put that in? Oh no, but that's
2: <laughs> but that's what is if that's what's going on there yeah I don't my crowds will not I'm black. going to
1: keep black people out of my show because it'll make my crowd uncomfortable so I'm going to keep black that's Jim Crow that's Jim Crow that's what Jim Crow looks like you put you see it at malls you see it. they want they don't want black people in their establishment and everybody did those shows So
3: we're having another one of these moments because I just emailed him to try to get on it <laughs> but the thing is if he books you he'll send you an email with all these rules right um
2: yeah, this is an earlier version of it, the same, same dress code.
1: And you will do whatever what we all did. You'll look right past it, and it won't even register to you. I it, got, will, it will now. <laughs> I saw a guy who
2: was in town from out of town once, and he had like gotten some local email addresses of people who book shows. He was just in town for a few days, and he did that one. Because it was a shock to him <laughs> when he got that email. And he got on stage, and he just read it. He was like, I can't believe this. I can't <laughs> believe. Are you serious? And uh, he read the... 'Cause the email wasn't just dress code, it was like you must stand in this corner. You must put your bags here. It's like a very, very like O C D kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then there's the dress code part, which is obviously ridiculous, but the comic like their whole he got the light and it was like, Oh, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> I was just reading you guys the rules for this show because that's not how that goes mm-hmm. in other wow. cities or other mics. You don't get a, a list of rules like that.
1: when Andy and I started the draft house, even just unconsciously. We don't have, we never, and this is when we were in Arlington, we never had things like
3: that. Be funny, don't fuck around. Be funny, don't fuck around. I always around. have a problem with guys on stage if in short stuff. You're not
1: funny, it's just be interesting. Well, here's the thing about being on stage in shorts. Unless it's part of your act, we're probably not going to book you for work. That's probably not going to happen. you got to be. I, I, I personally don't care for... Um, Comics and shorts. not not in somebody. People are coming to a club, paying money to see you, and you put shorts on. Even if it's an open mic, I don't care about open mics. I don't, I don't. It Working though. open mics don't. That's not that's not work. And <laughs> that, that's that's not work. What I do care about is that you you come into the room and you respect the room. I don't give a fuck how you're dressed. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> that's fucking stupid. I don't care that um, what color you are. I don't care what sex you are. I don't care about any of that. Just get up on stage and make people laugh, and then we put we put up we put up who we put up.
2: But the thug look is not okay.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's just not okay. Yeah. Guys. So to wrap on you up, then are what are you taking into twenty eighteen Then
1: I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm trying. To,
3: I want to leave because you know you can't carry that heavy shit. That's going to I want to leave, leave this. That's point, bad for I want to leave home. this
1: moment behind. But how do, how do I leave it behind? Because it's not changing. This country's not changing. You know, I'm reminded of Tanahasi Coast when he talks about when people say he's pessimistic and he's like, what do you want from me? (laughs) I see what I see. You know, there's. uh, By the
2: way, I got the dress code for the Saturday show no Tim's, sportswear, baggy clothing, large jewelry, ball caps, scullies, do rags, shorts. Etc. It's
1: the same dude, Kurt Shackleford.
2: Yeah, that same was, dude. That was his Saturday ropes That's where the Timberland <laughs> <laughs> reference was. Yeah, it's,
1: it's the same. It's the same dude. No I don't want. I don't want room. black people. Yeah, best of time I don't want niggers on my show. I don't want niggers on my show. And if you dress like this, you're a nigger, and I don't want you on my show. That's what he's saying. And at that time, I should have said, "Fuck you." And I should have told every comic in the area, and it should have been talked about repeatedly. Man, why are you doing? Why are you partaking in Jim Crow just
3: to get up? How good is the show? See, now I want to do the show to show up in a <laughs> Tim's and a hoodie. But that's what Tim Miller. Tim uh, Miller wears
1: hood, hoodies. wore
0: Timberlands.
2: Tim's was, and hoodies. It's like you know, nothing was said to him, and that's nope. the thing. It's like he, generally to someone's face, Tim's not niggerish. Nothing will be said, and if he Tim was niggerish. <laughs> yeah, Tim would do well. Yeah. And so all is forgiven if you have a yeah. great set. Just
1: don't be niggerish. You know? <laughs> but if Tim was niggerish, then he doesn't get up. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that's
2: that's it. <laughs> no stool humping. All right. 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 All right. Wink, and, wink. And being,
1: I mean? and being niggerish is whatever he deems it to be.
2: But that's the thing. That, that list is about what you're wearing. But I, we've all seen that set of rules that included... What you say, which is yeah. essentially no def jam.
1: Yeah, we laughed. We laughed about that. Yeah. We went down and judged a contest in Richmond. And we were looking at the wall like uh, they all these rules, don't say this, don't say that, no N word. We we're like, What the fuck is it? We're laughing. What the fuck is yeah. this? Other comics in there? Comics yeah. who were should be established, guys? Well, I mean, they don't want you to say this because it makes people and it, and it and if you say that, then you're going to win. You gotta people, earn it. People gonna laugh, you're gonna earn what? Who the fuck, what the fuck <laughs> And I were baffled, looking at each other like, Are these comedians yeah. saying this? Yeah. <laughs> we
2: <were laughs> but they were kind of um in a bad in a in an abusive relationship with right. the scene because right. that scene really shits on comics, right. I feel like. At least it did at the time. I think it still does a little bit. There's not a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of... You, if you freely speak out there, you can't just say, well, I just won't get on that room. You just don't get on stage. Because yeah. there aren't very many rooms. Whereas with the case we're talking about in Arlington, you just don't do the Wednesday in Arlington, so mm-hmm. what? you know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what happened ultimately. People are like, I'm just gonna, knock, I'm just gonna go to other rooms. The guy with the the thousand word dress code email. I'm just not going to do his show. You know, who cares?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you want to do it, fine, go ahead. I, I try to keep a modicum of self-respect and it's hard (laughs) to keep a modicum of self-respect. It's hard. It's very hard to keep self-respect very hard, you know, in, in this game. No scullies, no do rags, no tap shoes, shoes, (laughs) no fried chicken on stage. How old are the references going to get? We don't need kill. your greasy fingers up there holding that mic. You know, it's, it's, it's bullshit. What am I going to try to take into 2018? I honestly don't know. I think it would be more about what I would try to leave behind. But I don't know if I want to leave any of this behind. I don't know if I want to. I definitely don't want to forget what this country did by electing Donald Trump. I'm not going to forget
3: that. Well, of, of course, you're not going to forget that. It's <laughs> just the. And it the, is what
1: it is. It makes me feel how it makes me feel. I can't decide to just say, tell me how. I'm not supposed to feel it. And maybe I will. But there's no way to, to 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 not to not believe it. I could I could detach and just be the person who says, I'm not gonna r I am not going to do not I don't listen to the news, I don't read the paper. I don't like those people. I don't I don't respect those people. If any of you are like that, I'm sorry, but I don't I don't respect because that's the road to tyranny. Because that's what happens. They, that's what they are yeah, you counting can get on. apathetic for you to not pay attention. For you to not listen. And next thing you know, there's a concentration camp full of Muslims. That's how it happens. How the fuck did this happen? Because you weren't paying attention.
2: Well, there's apathy and there's healthy apathy. Healthy apathy is. I'm not going to get caught, all, caught up in Real Housewives. You know, like all the all the surface shit. Yeah. It's just like none of that fucking matters. Yeah. I'm apathetic to that. That's I think I think people need more healthy apathy because I do see see people caught up in a lot of just, in my opinion, nonsense, dumb shit, you know, whatever you want to call it, and spending way too much time and effort on that bullshit. But that's different. That's that's a type of apathy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just like I'm not, I'm going to cut out all the bullshit because uh, who cares about gossip shit or about this other dumb shit? I don't care about Kanye West's latest rant. You know right. what I mean? I really don't. And I just couldn't care less, and then sometimes you know he tweets once and it's like viral for a week. I'm like, Who, why are all these people talking about this? to me, I'm like apathy, I don't give a fuck, you know like that's where my apathy kicks in a lot is a, like just surface bullshit,
4: yeah,
1: no, this is this is this stuff is too serious to be apathetic about and and apathy is what is what the people the powers that be. I'm concentrating on. We have no idea what Betsy DeVos is doing to the public school system. We have no idea what Ben Carson now is doing to the HUD to the Neither he. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> Neither, <laughs> she knows what she wants yeah. to do. She wants to completely dismantle it.
2: He's uh, just like a like a baby who got the keys. Right. You know, and now he's behind the wheel of something. Right.
1: Right. You know, and 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 they want and they want you to not pay attention. And they you install Jeff Sessions and you're not supposed to pay attention to the shit he's doing. The shit he's doing is drastic. And it and directly impacts certain groups <laughs> that he that he feels right. like should be impacted, and they want us to not pay attention. And this country is not. That's why I don't respect people who who just don't. It just it baffles me. Actually, it doesn't baffle me. I just don't respect them. We're hour thirty six, but yeah, let's wrap. Let's wrap this. So um, let's leave this shit in twenty. Any resolutions, guys?
4: <laughs> one thing I will say is I want to eat thank less chocolate.
1: One thing that has been. Um, there have been a couple of emails now and people have texted me privately that um, the stuff that I write and the stuff that I talk about really touches them and tries to help them and help move them forward. That has been scaring me. That has been, <laughs> that has been scaring me a lot. Because people are looking to you? Because, as yeah, a- it's, respo- it's responsibility. Well, you didn't feel that way the entire time you were doing it? Because I didn't see it take any, I didn't think that, that's not why I do
3: it. I just, i didn't start. I'm not saying that's why you did it. I didn't it. start
1: writing all this stuff to to uh, to be this educating thing, or or um, I didn't even start writing stuff to try to help other people. I started writing stuff to help me. Yeah. that's the only no. reason. I started writing stuff down to help me. It was recommended to me by my therapist. Go ahead and, and get it out. Write it all out. Don't call, cause I'll carry it in. I'm not a rager. I keep stuff inside, and it's da- that's dangerous. You fuck around and have a heart attack. So I started writing stuff down. Well, people have been paying attention to the to the stuff that I write. I appreciate it, and I'm not saying that I don't. It's just it's it's scary to me that it's a it's a responsibility. Great power. If comes you great if you come to me, if you Dominic, come to me and ask me your opinion, I'm not responsible. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just am. That's how I view it. I I now have a responsibility that I have to I have to give you the best. Jack Coleman has come to me and asked me about how does he deal with his family as far as his family being raised how how do I deal with this how do I take right. the, what do I say? That's responsibility. I take it because he came to me, you come to you came to me so it's mine to do. You know, but it's it's fucking scary. <laughs> it's it's scary that people think this about me. It's it's scary. Jack Coleman, one
2: of the uh, woke files guests Came during on. the break that we during were on. The break, yes. J- Jason mm-hmm. Nichols, Jack Coleman,
1: yeah. Uh, Courtney Farrington, Courtney. Chris Lamberth. Chris Lamberth, yeah. And it's it's scary. It's 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 it just is. When people come to me for for this, you come to me for comedy. Who gives a shit? <laughs> shit you, know? <laughs> you know. But if you're if you're coming, but to me still this, give
2: them that advice. Like if he comes, to if Jack Homo was like, "Hey, what do you think about this joke?" Just tell him, "Divorce your family."
1: <laughs> which Fuck is the a joke, which dude. is the exact <laughs> op- advice. I gave. So that's not to say I'm not gonna. I'm going to keep writing, and if somebody comes to me, I will do my best to try to. I don't know. Put you on the right path. I don't know. Give you give you the best the best words I can Let me say it like that. Because I don't if it's advice or opinion. Just try to give you the best words I can, and try to write down what's inside of me. I am far from a perfect individual. I. You're not smarter than me. I'm not smarter than you. (laughs) I say that all the time. I'm not smarter than you. And I'm far from perfect. I've done a lot of things that are not good in my life. (laughs) Okay? We all have. That's how life is. So I just try to forgive myself and keep moving forward. That's all I can do.
2: But if you guys have questions, get them in now. Yeah, for Randolph because in about 10 years you're gonna be like James Earl Jones in the Field of Dreams he's like get out back off you hippie get out of my house you're gonna be, be spraying bug spray at strangers showing up at your house you come to me it's mine to do there's Please. a great video on YouTube of some fucking kid showed up at John Lennon's palace in England once and there's video of the, John Lennon lets him in and like sit down and eat and talk philosophy and shit but this guy was like I gotta ask John Lennon some questions <laughs> He just found his house. Something <laughs> like twenty-two-year-old dude is just shows up, and it happened to be like cameras there for some reason. Yeah, and John Lynn is like, "What do you want to talk to me about? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, why do you think I have the answer to
1: that?" And his response, and you know what's funny about that is he let him come he in, him sat in. down and ate, and talked with him. Him and Yoko. He accepted the responsibility. That's, right. that's Fucking scary. Right. You're like, okay. But uh,
2: how many? Like, how many people were showing up? You know because that's when you become someone like a leader, someone looks up to or right. seeks guidance from. That's what happens, people are just going to show up. Wait till they start showing up your shows. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, enough of these jokes. What about socioeconomic conditions in the third I'm world? I'm sorry, Cornel Cornel developing world.
1: I'll be like, I don't know anything about that. Let me tell you about my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Where
4: do you see my dick?
1: Oh. <laughs> Well, we are going to watch uh, Chappelle's specials, people. At least one of them. I got to be home by 5.30. So we're going like to like, watch at least one of them.
2: So let's start the music to yeah. end the, this episode. So we
1: are going to watch a couple of Chappelle's specials. Abashi. This is Abbas. We don't. Uh, all the thought pieces. You, if you feel the need to write a thought piece about comedy, you should kill yourself. <laughs> LOL. LOL. Fuck <laughs> kill yourself. Just sit down and watch the shit. Some of it you're going to like. Some of it you're not. That's it. That's how comedy works. Some of it you like, some of it you don't. I didn't
2: like every word he said.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Here's the thing, piece.
1: Kill yourself. LOL. We saw the first... Oh, well, John, you we we didn't see it, right? You didn't the see it. We were there. Show? Randolph and I both went to see it. I've seen... F- I saw four live shows this year. Uh, one with Andy, Chris Rock. Yep. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Uh, Mark Anthony and The Roots. Yeah. I saw four fucking killers this year. I'm yep. talking about... Killers. Killers. Go see more Killing comedy, this so. year. So Yeah, the root that was that was a great show. also on that aspect the I won two thousand seventeen bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some killers this year. You know, all four of them. Yeah. You know, and if you saw so me so record you, my album. You sleeping on more? And I did see that it, was last December his album. That That's that the key. Andy was the key. That, killer was, a, that killer.
2: was over a year ago that recorded it. When
1: well, you get back on Monday, we'll be back on some sort of a regular schedule. We'll have our show. We want to thank anybody who came in with us 2017. I don't want to. Rolling back. I got to run this back. Rolling back. I don't want to say, 2018 is going to be the year. We're going to keep doing what we keep doing hopefully we grow you guys tell some people about it we are actually going to try to get some shows together this year so you'll hear about it yep and when you do come come if you've got a podcast festival in your area that you know about and you want to see us be a part of that pod reach out to those people and tell them to reach out to us yeah Rod can't be the only one Rod and Karen can't be the only one holding down these festivals <laughs> oh and R.I.P. R. I. Combat Jack very important podcaster
2: yeah, did you catch Black Thought's shout out to Combat Jack, yeah, the I last did. line of the freestyle? I did. Because uh, that was right before he died. Yeah. And everyone he knew he was sick. Right. Black Thought opened they opened the show with Black Thought doing the whole freestyle. They ten- yeah. did? Yeah. The whole freestyle. Oh, wow. <laughs> at the Roots show.
1: Yeah. That was the open. He walks out and I just, just stood with my head down and my eyes closed <laughs> at one point, just listening to letting the song just letting the words just wave over me.
2: And they played a lot of uh, stuff from Things Fall Apart which is my favorite Roots album they went through like they played some older shit it was a really good set list and then toward the end they just all did 10 minute solos Solos. a little indulgent
4: Yeah,
1: (laughs) but I mean (laughs) that's the Roots though you might get that sometimes Rozelle there
2: no Rozelle doesn't tour with them anymore but they have a couple other like sort of People to fill that role Not yeah. beatbox
1: guys But people with uh, People with, uh, with equipment <laughs> Yeah Samplers get you some shit. stuff Samplers Alright people Come on back It's Dave Chappelle time I am Randolph Terrence I'm Andy Klein I'm Dominic Rivera Puerto Rico We have three guys on we are out We'll see you in
0: 2018 don't matter When you got you all the time Guys, three guy three time three guy three guy three guy three guy three guy three, three, three guy yeah <learning.4> three 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 three, 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 three four,